Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. And sometimes there are ads that have a really great hook, but not a great average view duration. And some have a really great average view duration, but not a good hook. So then we start to play with, okay, how can we put a good hook with a good view duration? Try to figure out why those are the cases. So it's a lot of creative decision-making. But before you throw out your ads and say, that's it, it didn't perform well, these are the stats you want to look at because that's how we're going to use and think about what's a good ad, what's a bad ad to then remix it to optimize some of this content that you you may thought didn't perform well, uh, but really it just needed a little bit of editing. Welcome back to the Pit Stop Garage. Joining me once again is Matthew Gatozzi, founder of Goodo Studios, also creator of Bartleby Coffee. And we are going to be talking about five ways to optimize content for ads. So if you are looking to optimize more of your organic content to throw a little bit of money behind it and increase your paid spend, this is the episode for you. If you're looking how to lose money on bad advertising, just hit, hit up the next episode of something because this, this one isn't, isn't for you. This is making you smarter, not smart less. Matthew, welcome back to Pit Stop. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to talk about how we can optimize our content for ads. Let's get into the tactics of, of this one because I, I have a feeling it's easy to say, hard to do, but organizing all of your footage and photos into one central location. What's, what's the easiest way to do this with file management without having to set up a full content repository? Yeah, file management is not sexy, but it is super important. And I think the reason why we're even talking about this in the first place is because I think a lot of brands are looking like, oh, we need more content. And maybe that's true. But I think that a lot of brands actually have a lot of underutilized content because they've said, well, this ad didn't perform well, and they just kind of throw it away. So really what I want us to talk about is let's make sure that we're actually utilizing a lot of the content that we have to its best of its ability before we move on to to producing more. And the first step is this file management. And why I say this is because what happens with a lot of brands is that the, the teams are kind of fractured. You've got kind of performance over here and they're, they're trying to get, you know, content for their ads. Then you've got organic over here and then you've got brand marketing over there. And so it's just kind of like all over the place. And so really the first step is you want to, however you're sharing files in terms of as an organization, you really want to centralize, okay, content, whether it's by the shoot, whether it's by the type of shots. So there's a lot of ways you can do it, but that's going to be really important because if you have somebody to later on, which we'll talk about an editor that's coming in, they need to be able to go through the kind of the catalogs of these different types of of content to easily look at what's being utilized and what's not being utilized. Mm Mm-hmm. So once you get organized, then it's understanding the videos. What are some of the metrics that you like to look at? And, and tell us about why you like each each one of them. Yeah, so there's three metrics that I look at when it comes to a really great video ad. Because it's not just, oh, ROAS, right? There, there's a few reasons why a video would really be a quality video when it comes to a performance ad. The first stat that I look at is a three-second view 
And that's really, if you get that, that means that you've hooked them. And that's important, right? Because shot number 10 on 10 seconds, it could be an incredible shot, but if nobody's watching it, it doesn't really matter, right? So you really want to make sure that you're hooking them in and you can track that by the first three seconds of the ad. The second thing that we look at, the second stat we look at is average view duration. So, okay, you've hooked them, but for how long are they watching? Are they watching all the way through? And so why that's important, especially when we go into optimizing ads is, okay, they watch for three seconds, but they drop off at five seconds. Why is that the case? So you get to ask a lot of these questions when you look at the data, especially with average view duration. And then the last one is click-through rate, right? So, okay, is it converting, right? That's the point of the ad. Are we actually getting people to watch and then click through because they want to take action? So between the three of those, that's what we are looking at to to figure out what's a good ad and, and what's a bad ad. And sometimes there are ads that have a really great hook, but not a great average view duration. And some have a really great average view duration, but not a good hook. So then we start to play with, okay, how can we put a good hook with a good view duration? Try to figure out why those are the cases. So it's a lot of creative decision-making. But before you throw out your ads and say, that's it, it didn't perform well, these are the stats you want to look at because that's how we're going to use uh, and think about what's a good ad, what's a bad ad to then remix it to optimize some of this content that you you may thought didn't perform well, uh, but really it just needed a little bit of editing. Mm-hmm. And then when you are looking at sort of the bad ads that needed more editing compared to the good ads that all just always seem to work, what are you really looking for? How can you uncover those those hidden gems? Yes, this is the uh, the million dollar question, I think. I think sometimes it's not as obvious. So part of this process to figure out what made it a good ad is actually you testing more ads. And what I mean by that is, is that it could be a really good ad. Was it the wording? Was it the question? Was it or was it the actual visuals? We don't really necessarily know specifically, but what we want to do is we want to look at like, let's say the last six months of your ads and say, okay, what's working, what's not working, right? So like what's actually converted. And and again, look at those three stats and start to say like, okay, why did this hook work? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, ask those questions. It's, It's more of an awareness thing. And then look at ads that didn't have a good three seconds and say, well, what was happening in those first three seconds? We're, I'm giving general advice. So it's hard to, you know, I can't speak to each brand that's probably listening, but just, you have to just be honest with yourself and honest with what's looking at it. And as you have more ads, you have more data points to look at. So if you're consistently seeing, wow, the, this question is always hooking people, maybe there's something to it. Or wow, every time we bring this up, people drop off. So maybe people don't care about that part and maybe you should change the messaging. So that's just something to think about. It's really about comparing, contrasting, but looking at these three stats will really help you ask the right questions to really pinpoint what is the best message, what are the best visuals for your brand and for your ads. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really smart. And then I think that's something that makes makes sense. And the next point of editing and optimizing, which you've alluded to, is that if the ad doesn't work because people drop off after the first three seconds, the ad itself might not be the problem. It could just be the opening, the intro. If people don't get through that, well, that ad might convert great if people watch it. So tell me a little little bit of that optimizing technique and tactic. Yeah, I'm going to be trying to describe with my words something I can mostly see visual. I'm a visual artist in this way, Mm -hmm. but 
essentially think about you have like your stack, like one ad video is like in three stacks, right? You've got the first three seconds is its first part of the video. Then you've got like kind of like the rest of the video. That's what I would consider like the average view duration. And then the last part is the click through rate, right? So really when you think about um, looking at these ads and editing and optimizing, let's say you have one ad video that has a really high, uh, the first layer, right? The really high hook. It's really great. It's doing really well, but people drop off after five seconds. So the, the second part of it is not really that great. So then the click through rate is going to be kind of low. You've got another video, man, not a lot of people get past those three seconds, but if they do, they're watching to the very end. So that second part is really good. And then that third part, the click through rate is a lot higher. Well, what would happen if we could get more people to watch that second video? I think a lot of people are watching it to the very end. So we, if we got more people to watch it, I think more people will convert to it. So let's take that first section of the first video, slide it over to that second section or the second video that doesn't have a good hook. So we just flip it. And now we've got a really good hook on a video that has been performing very well in terms of average view duration and click-through rate to then get it a lot higher in terms of, okay, now we got more people watching. Now we've got more people watching to the very end. And now we got more people clicking through and the percentages are really high. And so that's just a, you know, I'm trying to kind of help you visualize on a simple editing terms. Obviously your editor is going to have to really play with what does that look like visually and in the in Adobe Premiere and things like that. Mm-hmm. But just as a marketer, that's how you want to be thinking about editing and optimizing. And so that's one way. And then I think the other way is try to play with existing assets. Maybe you have some production shoot stuff and you have some influencer UGC stuff, mix and match that. And again, start looking at the stats, see what works, see what doesn't, but play around with things. Testing is better than just hoping that one video is going to work. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a great book. I know we talked about building a story brand before. Actually recommended by uh, by Kurt Elster, who I think everyone in their mother-in-law in the Shopify ecosystem knows is called Thinking in Shots. And it just gets you kind of thinking of how will this look? What's the story it will, will tell? And even if you're not doing the final editing, it's a really, really good read. So the final point that you have is to mix and match assets. And we talked a little bit in the last episode of not relying on UGC completely, but that's definitely something you can fold into the mixer. Just like folding in the cheese, you can fold in other assets into the mix. Tell me a little bit more about this. Yeah, so I I definitely online will talk about I, I sometimes might portray UGC as something that's not good and that's not true. I mean, I actually offer that service. So it's not that, you know, I don't believe in UGC. I just think that in this case, you don't want to just rely on it as you're building a brand. But when it comes to performance marketing, UGC is incredible. But I think what really works well is when you can not just take one voice, but you can match three different voices, three different people. So play with compilations of, you know, different influencers talking, keeping the pace really fast. That tends to do a really, that tends to do well for, uh, for brands. So think about how you can not just have, oh, I'm only going to have a UGC ad. Well, why can't you put production high quality imagery on it as well? So this is where we got to take a look at our file management and say, how can we 
get these files centralized so that we can easily pull from these different folders and pull from these different shoots and people to really utilize what we have. Because sometimes getting more UGC is not going to help you. It's just about optimizing the UGC that you already have. So why was that video not performing? Was it because it's not valuable? Probably not. It's just not doing well because the hook is really bad. So how can we get somebody to, to listen to this, this influencer, to this customer? So again, just playing with and mixing with different assets, it's fun and there's endless combinations. So really using the data is going to help you make those decisions if this is a good decision or if this is a bad decision. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I love the mix uh, of science and art with the data behind the creative because at the end of the day, it's business and we're not doing this to create things that we find beautiful and hope other people do as well. We're doing it to, to drive more sales and more revenue. So you have to look at that data. Matthew, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the garage with me. Where can people find you? Where can people learn a little bit more about what you're working on? Yeah, so follow me on uh, Twitter at Matthew Gatozzi. You can follow Gato Studios, which is my agency that we produce photos and videos for brands. And you can also listen to our podcast, How to Market Your D2C Brand. So we're also helping brands learning about marketing. We're bringing in different experts to talk about different tactics and different sides of marketing. Awesome. Make sure you're subscribed. Go check out Matthew's podcast. And whatever you do, do not forget to share this episode with your mother-in-law. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.